This is the Epilogue Audio Experience. She has been writing ever since she can remember. Essays, short stories, poetry, opinions, observations, anything, everything, as long as she was holding a pen in her hand and had a piece of paper on her desk. In 1996, she became a published author, released two precious books, Fragile Victories and The Last Laugh. In the coming decades, Gajra Kotari experimented and explored all performing platforms, print, television, cinema. How does it feel to be a full-time writer? How does she divide her time between her work and her family? Gajra Kotari shares a journey on Epilog Media's Meri Kahani. So welcome Gajra to Meri Kahani. Thank you so much for having me Bhavna. It's always a pleasure to chat with you. So I'm looking forward to listening to your entire journey as a writer. So when was the first time you realized that you could write? Who told you or were you aware yourself? Interesting way to begin. Basically, I think I was a huge introvert all my childhood. And, mm. uh, you know, writing seemed to be the only outlet uh, for a person who doesn't, uh, you know, mix too much with other kids or uh, not very gregarious or outgoing. Uh, so mm. all my uh, angst, all my thoughts, all my energy actually came out in writing. So I was very good in all the language subjects in school. Uh, mm. But around the time that I was in the 11th standard in Delhi, you know, we, we, we are still in school in 11th, at least in the late 80s when I was studying. So mm. um, 11th standard, I just, uh, you know, there was this little uh, bird which was making its nest in my letterbox. And uh, I was uh, had been observing this bird for a long time and I something came over me and I just wrote something straight from the, the heart and I sent it to the Times of India. Uh, they used to have middles. I don't know if they have mm. them now, but mm. uh, the Times of India picked it up. And for a girl in the 11th standard, for that to happen, I was like a queen the next day in school because uh, something I'd written uh, with, uh, you know, I got my byline and everybody in school was talking about it, etc, etc. So, as you said, it's been a long time in so um, I, I, I did a lot of writing even when I was in, uh, uh, you know, my um, what they call junior college here. And when I joined my graduation uh, course, etc. So I just kept writing. I got published in the Times. I got published in a magazine called Eve's Weekly. I even had a job offer to come to Bombay and join Eve's Weekly, which was so, so exciting. I mean, Miss uh, Mrs. Gulshan even wrote to me personally. So all that was a high. So it was a great combination of something I enjoyed doing and something which was getting me uh, a wee bit of recognition sitting in, um, uh, you know, my remote little house in Delhi. So, the uh, actual journey started, if one can call it that. But uh, how did 11th standard girl know that uh, she can send this and how did you send it to Times of India? Did you, was somebody guiding you? 
I mean, it's a little tough thing, na, to send a thing. Yeah, there. yeah. It was actually very, very random. Very honestly, honestly, it was completely random. I wasn't expecting a reply. I wasn't expecting anything. But it's just a chance I took. Of course, there was a lot of writing happening in my uh, home, in the sense that, uh, well, my father uh, was a classical musician. and uh, his his sort of second hobby uh, a classical musician uh, was his profession and his passion uh, but uh, second to that he just uh, loved writing in fact there are lots of books that he published and he also sort of um, has left behind a lot of books which i'm get trying to get published but uh, coming up coming back to that story there was a lot of atmosphere of uh, reading and writing at home so from the creative point of view it is something that i felt very drawn Uh, to doing, uh, but from the practical point of view, it was just a chance which sort of uh, came to fruition. I really don't know when I look back. Okay, it was how it was. So, how did uh, you become a published uh, author in nineteen ninety six? Not one, but two books. Yes, at short intervals, right? Uh, hmm. So, Bhavna, I uh, you know I must go back a little, uh, as in. I took up a journalism course. There's this uh, institute called uh, the Indian Institute of Mass Communication in Delhi, where okay. a lot of journalists come out from. And uh, those were the early years when I did the course, and I uh, topped the course. I had a job waiting for me at the Statesman. Uh, but the uh, the one thing that was sort of eating into me, even while I was in Delhi. and later on when i shifted to bombay was the fact that uh, i disliked political or business journalism and our newspapers and most of our magazines are full of that so uh, i felt very odd despite having you know a, a great job and i didn't enjoy myself i and um, there was one magazine which was at its uh, peak those years and it was called the illustrated weekly of india uh you know a lot of passionate writing across all subjects was happening in that magazine so there was great admiration that i had and i wanted to do an internship with them which never worked out uh but in the process what did happen is that i met my husband correct and uh, this was uh, a, a love story which was completely unexpected we have to stop and say that your husband was very big uh, second to pritish nandi who was the editor and his name is sarish kot right. that's right Next. that's right so this very um, unexpected love story happened and it entailed me um, uh, you know getting married and shifting base to bombay uh, and he was such a hotshot journalist at that time that um you know i realized that it wouldn't be fair if i wanted to start a family to have both of us you know running around and trying to make something huge out of our careers so uh, believe it or not i sat at home for 8 years my eight long years yes and had two kids um and uh, you know completely immersed myself uh, trying to enjoy motherhood but uh, also got very restless during that period that you know is this 
something I'm going to do all my life. And I was watching a lot of women and mothers around me. And I didn't want to exactly end up like that either, though family was important to me. The very beautiful thing happened at that time uh, during that phase of my life that when I was lo- looking after my kids and, you know, there were those long enforced afternoons of staring into space and rocking babies to sleep. I actually uh, discovered what I really enjoyed and that was writing fiction. Wow. So in 95, uh, which is late 95, is when I published my first collection of short stories, which I uh, sort of presented to Bhatsab. And that got me on to a journey, uh, which just, I mean, I haven't looked back. Bhatsab as in Mahesh Ji, Ji, Mahesh Bhatt. Uh, he used to work in Plus Channel. And I had gone to actually meet my husband and give him a copy of the book. I was so excited. So I bumped into him and in the lobby. And uh, I gave him the book instead. So he took it home. And uh, he shared it with his wife. And uh, it was great timing because Sony wanted to get into um, television. She wanted to make some good content. And, uh, you know, those were the days of uh, weekly serials, Bhavna. So it was a very, a very nice pace. You know, you had to write one episode in a week and you could actually write all the, uh, you know, various uh, aspects of writing. You could do the story, you could do the screenplay, dialogue. So um, it was a very complete sort of package for a writer. So Sony Razan was uh, one of the best things that happened to me. In terms of the way she encouraged me, though I was um, a print person, you know, I wasn't a person yeah. who had done uh, the audiovisual or adaptation to screen. So there are two, two very different grammars involved, but uh, she was extremely patient. She taught me a lot. She encouraged me a lot. And at the same time, I was also learning from uh, Bhat Saab, that is Mahesh Bhat. Uh, uh, I was a script associate with him on a film. So I was working for uh, a husband and a wife team for a few hours with uh, Bhatsab and then another few hours with Sony Razdan and then rushing back home to be with my uh, children. Uh, Bhatsab, incidentally, is one of the very few people in the film industry who works, who starts work very early in the morning. You know, and I just, uh, I was so lucky because I I completely tailored my life uh, to being able to work with him. And um, I, yet I was able to spend a, a good amount of time with my kids. I, I didn't have to neglect them, so to speak. So these were about three or four years. I did my first weekly. First weekly was called what? My first weekly was called Hamare Tumare. Hmm. And... Uh, it was on ZTV. Uh, yes. So Sony Razdan had uh, produced it and yes. it had a very lovely star cast with Palavi Joshi. It was uh, uh, a great experience, a great learning experience. And yes. around that time, what happened to the television industry is that, uh, you know, they started producing dailies. This whole fashion or this trend of having dailies started. So uh, that meant, again, a sort of a reinvention, you know, because uh, then you cannot possibly or humanly 
बी इन्वॉल्व विथ स्टोरी एंड स्क्रीन अ लॉर्ड ऑफ पीपल डू इट बट आई हैव नेवर बिन एबल टू अंडरस्टैंड हाउ सो आई हैव टू डिसाइड वॉट आई रियली वॉन्ट टू डू वेदर आई वॉन्ट टू डू स्टोरी और आई वॉन्ट टू डू स्क्रीन प्ले और आई वॉन्ट टू राइट विथ सम वन ऑन स्टोरी एंड स्क्रीन प्ले सो आई सॉर्ट ऑफ ग्रेजुएटेड and uh, there was this um, he's a great colleague he's a friend now punendu he was the producer on behalf of z when i did hamare tumhare that's how i met him and okay. uh, after that we uh, sort of uh, started actually working as writing colleagues so we did this show called um, astitva ek prem kahani which was um, produced by ajay sena again someone whom i learned a hell of a lot from so that was my first daily i want to stop you here because you know i remember astitva was a Jee. major breakthrough in terms of how a woman were projected on the swan screen because until then she was the underdog and she was oppressed but here was an empowered woman who was hmm. uh, very comfortable in her space and unapologetic absolutely so uh, were you given a brief or was it your idea uh, strangely and i would say happily it wasn't my idea in fact you know there was also a lot of uh, what we call the sasbahu shows which had started around that time so i was extremely jittery whether i would actually be able to survive in this um, industry you know the kind of shows that were being made they were very different from you know how i would want to tell a story uh, the subjects the storytelling everything about the shows was very contrived so um again a stroke of luck that i uh, just went over to ajay sinha's office and i wanted to narrate some of my subjects because uh, you know there were this there was just a handful of people who were actually doing good work who had this track record of doing the kind of stories that i would have wanted to tell so i met ajay ji and he was uh, he had been given this concept by ztv uh, to do so it was not our concept and we were very uh, very very surprised both uh, punendu and me that uh, you know aisa show kar sakte hain hum you know can we really sort of uh, because it was also about this um, huge age difference uh, between the girl the woman and the man she falls in love with there is a she's 10 years older yes he was 10 years younger so that was really huge in and radical and she was a career woman so uh, in every which way it was a very challenging show and uh, as i often uh, share at various uh, forums you know uh, the team internally we thought ke 6 months is all that this show will last because uh, it's just too radical we were not expecting television audience to really appreciate this show uh, but we ran for three and a half years and uh, not just that i mean across all classes of um, women uh, you know she she was uh, nikki aneja came to be known as dr simran she was not nikki anymore she still called dr simran you know so that was a, a a very very enjoyable journey and it kind of spoiled me uh, uh, because i started feeling ke uh, you know agar thodi shiddat se banao kuch to it's not like 
uh, it won't be successful. Uh, it it you know one should take one's chances. One should keep the conviction and the faith that you can do good work even on television. So you know you were always simultaneously doing books and simultaneously writing for TV. and uh, also you were dabbling in hindi as well as in english so how do you balance and you were doing independent work and you were working in collaborations right right that calls uh, for a great temperament you know <laughs> uh well it's just uh, something which you know when you when you run a family you just learn mm-hmm. to tolerate and you you learn to sort of um, you know take differences of opinion in your stride and and just still work out a kind of solution anyway mm-hmm. on that that was just uh, a lighter note you know skill of being a television writer uh, there's a whole lot of team work involved for sure so you're interacting with people all the time in fact this phase with the pandemic where we are you know working more online than having physical meetings is is feeling very strange for television because otherwise television is all about brainstorming from morning till night you know with your team so uh, i must say that if one keeps an open mind it teaches you a lot uh you know it teaches you how other minds work good creative minds work it also teaches you uh, what are the practical constraints uh you know you may think of a wonderful sequence which is very imaginative and uh you know but but when you when when production comes into the uh, uh whole game then uh, it it may not be possible it may not be feasible for a hundred reasons you may not have the actors you may not have the uh set you may not have um, the budget you know there could be so many reasons why something is not translatable the way you have imagined it to be so you got to factor all that in and uh, still make a good uh, show so uh, the adjustment factor and uh, not being too attached to what you've written to be prepared to change it that's what television writing um, taught me uh, but i must confess that uh, it was also frustrating it was very frustrating at times and i felt that uh somewhere maybe my own voice runs the danger of getting lost so i started writing books you know purely to keep my own voice alive and to uh you know the the actual uh, part of soul searching i feel i i feel as if i i can't do much soul searching i'm using too much of my mind um a little bit of my heart but uh, too much of my mind when i'm working out uh, stories for television fabulous fabulous insight thank you so i uh, felt that you know i must uh, keep that voice alive uh, and i started writing my novels and uh, now i i have virtually sort of boxed in some time of my day where um, i will only write for myself otherwise i will uh, you know forget uh, forget what it is to have a voice and that scares me so i'm very curious to know that how did balika vadhu happen because i think it's one of the most popular television shows in the history of uh, entertainment on small screen uh, again Gee. did it come from you or from them 
Balika Vadu is a very personal uh, sort of issue or uh, situation which happened uh, to Punendu's uh, mother. And uh, he has, he being from Rajasthan, had seen uh, these situations of where little girls were married very, very uh, up close and personal in that sense. So, um, and we had, uh, you know, after Astitva, uh, we uh, were just waiting for a chance to be able to work together again and uh, so he when he narrated this just as a one line idea to uh, z and they kind of liked it uh, but it didn't happen in z it happened in colors uh, a couple of uh, years later uh, a couple of months later and he asked me if um, i would be comfortable working on a subject like this and uh, very honestly i was quite hesitant because Astitva had been a cakewalk for me in many ways. You know, uh, the protagonist of Astitva is this urban woman. She's very, uh, for want of another word, self-actualized. She has a career. She has a voice and identity. Astitva ka matlab hi identity hota hai. So, um, here was a setup and a milieu of this little girl. And I, I couldn't initially relate to um you know uh, what was happening with this little girl how can you force an eight-year-old to get married etc so i i said no to him and uh, he actually said why don't you challenge yourself you know and uh, so i felt yes there's a huge point there and uh, then you know it was like the floodgates just opened because uh, when one started researching and reading and you know this whole um, mindset which i had and it's something which is very rural and i started uh, sort of telling myself that you know even in 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 cities there are girls married off at 15 and 16 so they may not be eight but they are definitely minors and they are not mature enough to handle something like uh, uh, marriage and then i started reading up about examples uh, whether from africa from south asia and i was then sort of uh, more enthusiastic than ever before and we started working on the story and uh, it was uh, very gratifying because uh, it was not just liked by the masses. We didn't have fantastic TRPs. Yes, we we hit the roof many times. We were very good, but we were never sort of, you know, uh, breaking the ceiling kind of uh, TRPs. But we were very appreciated by the classes and the masses for a very what long time. What happens in television is that, you know, then you, you become a factory, you go on making uh, series, you go on writing uh, dialogues or whatever. And there are uh, there is a flavor of many kinds. You know, you did Buddha, you did Jyoti, you did, uh, I think, uh, Ghar, Ghar Ek Sapna, then Veera, Molki, Janani. So where does the right. buck stop? I mean, how much can <laughs> you go on like a machine? Uh, yes, in fact, that's my favorite description, you know, for uh, uh, television writers. I'm look creative mazoor ho jate hai. So you get, uh, you know, used to that uh, crazy kind of uh, deadline and madness and adrenaline. Yeah, it is an adrenaline rush of sorts. So, um, 
it's and it's also it 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 pays you well very honestly so keeping all these factors in mind uh, uh i i don't want to give up television but yes i have definitely sort of reduced the work uh, that i uh, was earlier doing and i want to gradually as i'm growing older uh, you know uh, strengthen my real voice a little bit more uh so i um we have a second season on so i couldn't say no to that uh palika vadu season 2 uh the grammar has changed immensely of television uh from 13 years earlier when we did palika vadu and now so one has to accept that as part and parcel uh but you know you've got every television writer should make uh, certain decisions about what they want to do how much they want to do and uh, whether they want to silence that uh, inner voice completely or keep some sort of a balance out there tell me how come you have not yet written a movie script uh, got sidetracked into movies honestly um and and then then uh, there's also one very concrete reason yes um you know in my in between my shows whenever i had some time and i developed uh, Uh, certain uh, storylines and subjects i did go around a little bit uh, to meet film producers to meet some directors etc and uh, this was maybe 10 to 15 years ago i haven't uh, done that very recently but i must uh, confess that everywhere that i went i was always told that uh, you know you write too much women centric stuff so uh you know uh, the 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 dynamics the finances etc uh of uh, the film industry work very differently from television so yes your story is very nice uh could you if is it possible for you to uh, switch the protagonist yes yes i have many concrete um, sort of examples of uh having heard this uh in fact i seriously questioned myself that you know am i only capable of writing women centric uh, stories and i i i i wrote uh, two um, sort of stories which are scripts which are very male centric so i hope to um, now that the scenario i believe is better uh i would definitely want to go there and that's part of the future plan So I have one more question. You know, Gee. when two actors get married, then yeah. there is always a, a kind of a clash, uh, which is not always visible, but uh, you know, you sense it. Yeah. Um, so what happens when two writers get married? One who was a hardcore uh, journalist, the other who is more creative. Uh, they both go through their highs and lows in careers and life. How does the balance happen? What goes on in the heart and the mind? so uh, with selish uh, uh, he's not a fiction person at all so mm. he finds my world very very bizarre uh, mm. he's gotten used to the kind of life and the kind of conversations etc that i am having all day long with my team he is uh, actually substantially he's he's about a decade older than me so he's mm. been very kind to me mm. uh, always uh, you know in terms of maybe i was not that grown up or mature 
when we got married and he has mm-hmm. actually done a lot of hand holding honestly mm-hmm. uh, not so much in the writing part but in mm-hmm. just a sort of um, you know just a world view of things mm-hmm. so it's worked out exceptionally well because uh, mm-hmm. both of us are very egoless people and i think that's just the that's the most important part in a marriage not to really have that ego uh, you know to to give in when when you can see the writing on the wall to just give in and not be egoistic about it so it's hard work of course but uh, it's possible it's possible so out of all the writings that you do what yeah. is your most favorite i honestly love to write books uh because of this i i as i said you know I've, i have grown to become a little outspoken and gregarious now but uh, inwardly i just my favorite thing is to just curl up and uh, you know keep putting my thoughts down uh, i have a diary just beside my bed and it's it's crazy sometimes middle of the night or early mornings or whatever and then going back right back to sleep so the relationship that i have with uh, pen and paper actually is so beautiful that i don't want to give it up for anything in the world books are not a very um, you know you can't live by writing books unless you're in the top 5 i guess in terms of fiction yes, absolutely uh, absolutely yeah yeah it's a very difficult uh, business it gives you no money it's just passion absolutely absolutely bang on So Gajra it was wonderful chatting with you and uh, I think the journey has been fabulous and so insightful because you're all the time looking inward and I wish you all the best for uh, more creative endeavors. Thank you so much Bhavna it was a complete pleasure talking to you. Thank you for tuning in if you have liked this episode do comment do rate on Apple Podcasts subscribe on your favorite podcast app like Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Hubhopper, Castbox, Spotify, GeoSavan so that you get notified when we come next. Stay tuned for the next episode with yet another guest and until then take great care of yourself.